When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SENZ to bring you the very best in darts. 180! Talking darts, this is At The Oki on SENZ. everyone and welcome into at the Oki here on SENZ with Ben Francis it's just myself tonight I am flying solo we had anticipated Australia would last longer than three days in the second test against India so we kind of had other plans for tonight so a bit of a scramble to get the show together but don't worry we have an hour of darts coming your way here on SENZ joining us very soon will be the man known as the guru Yes, Raymond Smith will join the program. Very interested to chat a bit about his career and just him about him and darts in general. He's played in three PDC World Darts Championships. He reached the last 16 in the 2022 event. But he's also played in a couple of the Moda Super Series events as well. One alongside my usual co-host, Ben Robb, which he won. And then he was invited back to play in the Champions Series, which he won as well. So he's a player in good form. I think if you talk to many people in the darting world and you said you said any of the players around the world that don't have a tour card, who would be in the top tier? Let's say you name your top five. I think lots of people would probably have Raymond Smith as one of those guys. So we'll have a ch- bit of a chat to him about his career in darts and also his son, Kai. Kai Smith, he also is quite a handy dart player as well. So talk to him about how we got into darts and all those other things too but tonight we would love to hear from you so give us a call 0800 150 811 or you can text us double eight double three. any questions you have relating to darts we would love to hear from you and it has been a very busy couple of weeks in the world of darts and in the local scene as well we have the opening two events for our dart players new zealand uh, tour events in Christchurch coming up this weekend as well so we'll discuss that a little later on as well but plenty been going on in the, the world of PDC darts since the last show there's been two Premier League nights night two was won by Gurren Price and that was in Wales so 
Gerwin Price winning in front of a home crowd. He beat Nathan Aspinall in the final there. But the world champion Michael Smith coming up tops in night three in Glasgow. He beat Dimitri Vandenberg 6-4 in the final. And that leaves the standings after just three nights. Very interesting. Michael Smith currently top there. Nathan Aspinall, Gerwin Price and Chris Dobie. Uh, the top four, Dimitri Vandenberg, Michael Van Gerwen, Johnny Clayton, and Peter Wright in the bottom four. Peter Wright has not won a match yet in the three nights thus far. A little bit concerning for him. Johnny Clayton has just won the one. Chris Dobie, don't think he has won a match since winning the opening night as well. And a few concerns there for Michael Van Gerwen as well. He has not been at his best of late. And he also set out the Players' Championship events over the weekend but there's two events coming up in the next couple of nights before we'll be back on air coming up this week will be night four from Dublin and we also have night five from Exeter as well but let's quickly recap night three of the Premier League as I said Michael Smith winning that one at 6-4 over Dimitri Vandenberg he also had to beat Johnny Clayton 6-5 in a very tense match and he also beat Gerwin Price 6-3. Let's hear what the world champ had to say after winning night three of the Premier League. Yeah, of course, winning's the, the best feeling in the world, so as long as I didn't have to wait till week 16 in Newcastle like last year, I get, I've got it early on and yeah, feel on top of the world at the moment. And how much of a relief is that to open your account early? You can feel like you can settle into the tournament now? Yeah, I think last year it was like week 10 and it was only me on zero, so I was chasing it, so now I've got that one on the board, I'm not on zero, going through it and chasing, chasing wins. And yeah, I can relax now, I can chill and hopefully you can see my best arts come out in the next 13 weeks. And you improved as the night went on tonight and you showed both sides of your game, your battling qualities against Gezi and Johnny and then in the final you're blistering best. Yeah, um, against, uh, against Gez I was nowhere near the races, I was hitting treble five too many times. Johnny, 4-2 down, could have been 3 all or maybe 4-2 up. And then I just found it from somewhere, the 122, the 80, the 76 checkout. So I just found it from nowhere. And then obviously that final, it was, even I knew it was somewhat good. And then I had a quick glance when it, I think it was like 4-2 and it showed the averages. Is that how bad it is? I thought, I'm doing something right here. I just thought, I'd just keep it going. And I thought I blew it when I missed a nine. Well, when I was on for the nine, I lost a leg. But yeah, I stepped up well on the next two legs then. Premier League was a tournament where you made your major breakthrough really in 2018, but you've not made the playoffs since then. How much of a target is that to get back amongst the O2 later this year? Uh, I don't want to make it a target because like we've got these nights where you can win the nights, win the nights. The target maybe after week 13, and we'll see from there. But for now, I just want to win and just keep playing well. 2018, that was my very, very first final when I beat Gary in the semis. Obviously, Van Gerwen played some ridiculous stuff and smashed me in the final, but. No, I'd love to get back to the O2, no question doubt, but for now it's about the, the nights, the weeks on end, just winning the first round matches, trying to make the finals of him or even winning him. So uh, the end product isn't there, I'm just thinking about this product at the minute for each week. And this year is unknown territory for you, coming in as world champion, world number one, you're now like the major scout. How are you finding that? It's been a couple of months now. Uh, I don't like it, to be honest. Obviously, I like being the world champion, world number one, I just don't like the... Not having time to practice or do anything, just being myself. And but listen, I wanted to win it. And this is what happens. I got to deal with it, and I'm hoping I'm doing the PDC justice that I do everything that I'm asked and never want to turn anything down. I know I'm more every time you do ask me, but I still do it. And yeah, it, it 
it feels amazing, but hopefully when I win my second one, it's not this bad. <laughs> and um, obviously joint top with Nathan Aspinall heading into Dublin, a venue that holds great memories for you after you know and there a couple of years ago, so I might be looking forward to that next week. Yeah, that Dublin's one of the venues, I think we did an interview about three top venues and that was one of them, just because that night, so hopefully it's a good one for me again. Very interesting there, hearing some of the comments there made by Michael Smith and just talking about the pressure and the expectations now of being the world champion. You might remember a few years ago when Rob Cross came from nowhere to he beat Phil Taylor in the final to win his world title. He went from literally being a nobody to a world champ overnight and he really struggled with the pressure and it really it did take him a couple of years to really find his feet again and accept that or accept the responsibility of what it is to be the world champion. And he's playing probably just as good as he did when he won the world title now, which is great. But I think winning a little night like this in the Premier League for a guy like Michael Smith, that's something to play for. He also won the, I think it was the Bahrain Darts Masters couple of weeks after winning the world title so I think just getting these little wins is probably going to really help with his confidence and as he said at the end there he hit in Dublin he has some great memories there a couple of years ago he had a nine data which is you know very hard to do on the TV so hopefully Michael Smith can carry this on because you don't really want to see him stutter after winning the world title he hasn't stuttered yet but maybe as the year goes on and he probably starts to feel it a bit more probably start, you know, that travel starts to take its toll on you. The very busy schedule, as I said, he's hardly had any time off. He didn't play in the Players' Championship events this weekend, which we will recap very shortly here on At The Oki. Proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot. Darts, dartboards, lighting and more. The Dart Depot. On top of the Premier League as well, three nights in, as I said before, there's a little bit of concern about Michael Van Gerwen and his form. He was playing Dimitri Vandenberg in the quarterfinal stage, so they did the random draw for each night, and he really struggled when the pressure came on him. And we haven't really seen Michael Van Gerwen sort of succumb to pressure like that before. I don't know what it is. He did have surgery on his wrist last year. I don't know whether that has anything to do with it or whether he's just a bit tired. He is another one that set out the Players' Championship. Quite a few of the top players, us, it did sit out, but that was maybe because the season started for them started a lot earlier than others, and this is probably just a red opportunity to get a break. So I'll be very, I'm very curious to know what the next two weeks holds for Michael Van Gerwen. In a, in a tournament like the Premier League, you don't want to fall behind too early because... Well, it's like most sports, really. You really do struggle to claw your way back. You can do it. But I look at a guy like Peter Wright, for example. He has not won a game yet in the Premier League. And he's got no points currently. Fourth spot, which is the top playoffs. The playoff spots is five points. So he's essentially five points behind already. He's not scoring, or his scoring's all right, actually, but he's only played the three games when you compare, compare to other players. Probably his finishing is letting him down. Just looking at the stats there, it's a lot lower than all the others. So look, for a guy like Michael Van Gerwen, hopefully he can kick on 
but we will have to wait and see. It is 11 minutes after nine here on At The Oki on SCNZ. After the break, we'll recap the two players' championship events that happened over the weekend. We saw two new winners for the 2023 season. We'll also hear from both those players as well. They both have very interesting things to say. 16 minutes after nine here on SCNZ's At The Oki, brought to you by The Dart Depot. The Dart Depot is your one-stop shop for all things darts and queue visit the dartdepot.co.nz and before we continue i should have really opened this at the top of the show i just want to send my thoughts to uh, the people out in the hawks bay in gisborne region uh, i know there's a very very strong darting community down that part of the country and if you are listening in, thank you very much for listening in. I uh, hope that you've been able to, hope you're all safe and even have the time to potentially throw a dart or two because just doing something like that can really just take your mind off things. But look, I know darts is probably the least important thing on your mind, but just w- want to send my thoughts and wishes out to everyone in that part of the community. And before we touch on the Players' Championship events from over the weekend, just a couple of talking points from over the weekend, more locally in darts. Just want to congratulate Mal Cumming. Uh, He's featured on the show a couple of times. He will be playing in the New South Wales Darts Masters in August after he won the Darts Players Australia Qualifier. They had four events over the weekend in Australia. Well, five, including if you include this one. So Mal coming coming out on top there. So he is going to be back on the TV stage after he made his World Champs debut last year. And I think he actually made his TV debut last year and the winners of the four events over the weekend Mal Cumming actually won event three but we had uh, Jeremy uh, Fag he actually hit a nine data how impressive is that I think it was on the opening day so he did a good job there Brandon Weening also winning and uh, Darren Penhall also coming out on top there over in Australia and uh, don't forget the two events in New Zealand for the Dart Players New Zealand tournament get underway this weekend. Players Championship 1 and 2 take place at the Black Horse Hotel in Christchurch. So if you are in Christchurch, pop down, have a look. Interact with some of the best players in the country. Uh, if, If New Zealand guys want to play on the TV events, this is how they do it. There will be the cutoff very soon as well. I think it's after, it might be after just four events, potentially six for the World Cup team. And then, of course, the rankings at the end, the top 16 play the playoff to go to the World Champs at the end of the year. So the Black Horse Hotel in Christchurch, Saturday the 25th, starts at 12 p.m. On Sunday the 26th of February, starts at 9.30 a.m. So if you're out in the area, pop down. Or even if you just want to have a go, just do it. Be a lot of fun. You can win $1,000 if you manage to come out on top there. But over the weekend as well in the professional game, players' championship events, as I said, this is where all the players get the chance to work their way up the rankings, earn some, pretty much earn some qualifying points to play in the TV events. And it all started on Saturday 
when Kim Heinbricks managed to come out on top as he beat Gabriel Clements, the semi-finalist from the PDC World Darts Championships, eight legs to one in the final. Now, Kim Heinbricks had to beat likes of Girl and Price, Josh Rock, Nathan Aspinall. A very, very tough field for any player to come through. But he managed to do it, and he won. So let's hear from Kim Hybricks as he talks about winning his first title in a very long time. It means the world. It means the world. These are the 128 players, best players in the world. Well, without MVG, Peter Wright, and Michael Smith. But I don't know, I don't know what to say. I'm so happy. Well, look, this has been so long. Well, it has. It has. And did you think that maybe it wouldn't happen again? Um, there, there was moments when it crossed my mind, yeah. But then again, I was, I was working really hard from, um, from the Worlds until now. And um, last week, I lost with 103 average in the first round. I lost with a 98 in the first round. I was thinking... This can't happen all the time, so I up my game at 112 in the first round. So, but it has to. Uh, the level is so high these days. You just it has to be with you, and you have to play really good darts. But you have to have that bit of luck. Yeah, you obviously start off with 112 average against Devin Peterson. But even if right MVG Smith yeah, aren't yeah. here, you've beaten Gerwin Price, you've beaten Nathan Aspinall, yeah, yeah, yeah. you beat Josh Rock in a game that looked like it was going mm, all the was way. That dodgy. was probably it was the all nerviest the moment. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was dodgy. No, um, it doesn't matter what average you play. I think we look too much at the averages these days. You just have to win your games. It doesn't matter if it's not good. Like last game, I don't know what the average was against uh, Gabriel. Mm. I took my chances. And um, I'll take the win. <laughs> I'll take the win every day of the week. What has the whole last few years been like? There's been a lot of changes for you. You've changed mm. your manufacture. You've changed yeah. your management. You've had to change your equipment and even your throw you've well, tinkered around with. Maybe I'm working to this point. This point. This sums it up. I've been working hard late last couple, three years. And you know yourself in this level. This is the highest level possible in darts. And... 1% not, not good enough is you lose the game. As simple as that. If, if you have a feeling like, ah, oh, the flight's not good, or the shaft's not good, or the stem's not good, it doesn't matter what, what happens. You lose. Everything has to click. It has to be a 100% click, or you don't win games here. Because everyone these days are so good. It's unbelievable. This is your fifth PDC title. Now, you won your first four. I've got four crosses. In a, there we go. Oh, is that what they are? That's for yeah, each title. Yeah. So you're going to need new shirts. New shirts. Yeah, new shirts. <laughs> okay. What does this feeling compare to that feeling? Because when you won those, yeah. you're a player on the game. Yeah, you're playing yeah. Premier Leagues. You when were, I was playing that, the, I, was, I was on there. I was yeah. on there. I was, my name was always with the boys who would win it. Mm. And now I was not even near. So this win means the world. It means everything. It means I'm back up there in the rankings, not maybe in the order of merit, but um, pro tour order of merit. You have to be there up the rankings for the uh, European tour. The European tour is massive. As we all know, it's massive. So you have to be up there in rankings to qualify for the European tours, do good there, do good here. And then all of a sudden you're back in the top 16 and you can play every TV tournament again without 
wondering what's going to happen next. Well, you're in the spots provisionally for the match play. That's obviously got to be one target yeah, for this year. Of course, of course. I always say to my management every year, my, ma my goal is to play every single TV tournament, not that one or I'll choose that one or everyone. Because I'm, I'm used to it. I'm used to it, uh, Dan. I, I played every TV tournament in my life in the first seven years. I was qualified for everything, first seven, eight years. And then not to qualify for the next tournament, so you have to adapt to it. it. It feels like you're a loser, sorry, but it feels like it. Mm. So my goal is I want to be back in that top 16. I want to be qualified for everything. And I don't want only want to be in the top 16. I, I want to be up there again, top 10 of the world. I, that's my goal. And some people will say, ah, it's not going to reach it, but that's my goal. And if you don't have goals in your life, then you might as well give up. Very interesting, some comments here from Kim Hybrix. He did have a little period in his career, I'd say pri just prior to COVID, where he missed out on some of the uh, bigger events like the match play. He returned last year but lost in the first round, mm. but he's he's finding his form. And when he's on form, he is a very tough man to beat. And another man very tough to beat went on form as well, is good old Dirk van Dijdenbode. Yes, he was the winner of Players' Championship Event 4, beating Ryan Searle 8-2 in the final. Ryan Searle was the winner of the opening Players' Championship Event of the season, known as Heavy Metal. He beat Jamie Hughes in that final. And just for context, but Dirk van Dijdenbode had to beat the likes of Joe Cullen, Stephen Bunting, Johnny Clayton to get to the final. So it wasn't very easy for him either. But in the final, he averaged just over 100, literally 100.08 in that final to get the win. Dirk van Dijdenbode, he is a very dangerous player. Uh, he has not exactly delivered it on the TV stage. I was going to play a little bit of his clip after he won, but we will leave it and I'll just kind of summarise some of the stuff he said. He touched on, he said it's all good and well to win these, but you've got to start doing it on the TV to start playing well. During the lockdown games, he reached a final where he lost to Gerwin Price, I believe. I might have been the Grand Slam or the or it was the Grand Prix. It was one of those two. He did reach the final there, but he hasn't backed it up since, so he seems very determined, and he's got the scoring ability. So it'll be very interesting to see what that this year holds for him. It's the same with lots of players, actually. I keep saying that, but it's true because lots of these guys, they're on the cusp. And I got asked a question a couple of weeks ago about the changing of the guard in darts. And until guys like Dirk van Dijdenbode actually win a title and start climbing up the rankings and knocking the current guys and they drop down, there won't be that changing of the guard. I think it's great for the sport that we are seeing lots of different names competing for titles. That's exactly what we need. We need, we need, we want different winners all the time because if you've got the same people winning, it's a bit stale, but it's very good to see that it's very hard to pick some of these guys, even some of the new guys who have just got their tour cards this year are creating or are doing well already which is fantastic. So it's important for those guys to keep it up. So Dirk has won a couple of titles before, but it's all good and well to win those, but you need to convert it onto the TV stage, and that's what he is very he's trying to aim for this year. So still plenty of players' championship events to come up. Uh, the next, I think it's today, 
they've got qualifiers to the European tour events because there is an event this weekend in Kiel in Germany, the Baltic Sea Darts Open. So that will be the first of the European tour events this weekend. Uh, we've got the, I'm going to have guys like Michael Van Gerwen. All the big names are going to be there. A few local qualifiers as well. And quite a few of the tour card holders as well have qualified for that. A couple of new names and there are a couple of returning players as well. So it'll be great to keep an eye on that and see who comes out on top in these events. Most of the affiliated tours around the world have actually started. So New Zealand's this weekend. The North American tour doesn't get underway until later this year. But it is 28 minutes after nine here on At The Hockey, brought to you by the Dart Depot. Darts, dartboards, lighting, and more the Dart Depot. Coming up after the break, we chat with the guru, Raymond Smith. From Australia, taking part in his second world championship, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of five DPA titles and a two-time World Series event participant, ladies and gentlemen, the guru, Yes, you're listening to Adioki here on SNZ with Ben Francis through until 10 o'clock tonight. And joining us on the show is one of the best throwers from Australia. He's won multiple titles around Aussie. He's now played in three PDC World Darts Championships, and he's also a two-time winner on the Motor Super Series. His nickname is The Guru, but his real name is Raymond Smith, and he joins us now. Raymond, how are you today? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, not bad, eh? Not, not too bad. Uh, firstly, mate, how, how often do you kind of get time to play a bit of darts? I know you're a very busy man, and there's always lots going on. So how, how often do you actually get time to spend on the board? Yeah, not as much as I'd like at the moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, it depends, like, leading into major tournaments. I try and get a at least an hour in a, a day for, for two weeks. And just quickly as well on that, what's kind of your practice routine? This is something that it's very interesting hearing some players do. Are you one that just likes throwing, just throwing straight at the, the triple 20 or do you like you know, practicing your doubles or what are the main things you like to work on? Uh, yes, mainly doubles, but uh, I've got a game I invented called Frustration. So uh, yeah, rules are quite complex. Uh, jump on the shop website and have a look at the players' tips, and it'll uh, run through the rules. But it's probably one of the only games I've, I've played or practiced that can simulate pressure. All right, I might have to give that one a go. That might help with my game, to be honest. Uh, but mate, Raymond, can we just please go back to the beginning uh, in darts for you? Can you explain how you got into the sport? Uh, yeah, I, I, I played cricket as a as a kid, as as most horses do, and um, I got injured uh, coming into the winter season. And um, so I was throwing darts in the caravan park where I lived and one of the ladies come down to get a lift to, to darts. She played in my dad's darts team and asked if I was interested in playing. Of course, I said no, I wasn't interested. I was playing cricket. But uh, uh, then they were short the following week and dad told me I was playing whether I liked it or not. So I threw my first darts and I've been hooked ever since. So you've been, you've been on the journey for quite a while. How, how much have you seen the game change over the over the years especially in australia uh unfortunately not enough not too much it's um yeah still considered a pub sport uh, over here it's um, not widely followed um it's got a little cult following but 
uh, yeah, not enough to make it uh, professional, but uh, a little bit more money in, in the game at the moment with uh, the World Series and the Australian Open on the, the DA side. Um, so it gives us a few more opportunities to try and fund trips overseas. How, how would you suggest then, I think there's probably, I think the, the perception of darts here is probably very similar. What would you suggest would need to change for it to be taken a bit more seriously? Something with this show, uh, we're trying to you know get it into the, the mainstream media a bit more, into the public. So what kind of things do you think needs to happen for the darts to probably be taken a bit more seriously? Uh, yeah, I think a lot more uh, people need to understand just how intense the game is from a, a, a like I've played a lot of games like as I said I've played cricket I've played golf um, and I've played these games that are at a fairly high level but the the sports psychology and and, and control of the nerve and and the technical aspects are, are quite complicated and, and and intricate I think if we get these discussions around um, more sports science and and uh, sports psychology uh, students and and hopefully get it into more mainstream. Uh, I think a lot more people will see the benefits of darts in, in other sports. Um, I can uh, liken it to 10-pin bowling. Um, I'd never played 10-pin bowling before, but I think I was offered to 210 average at one stage in my, in my first season, uh, just through transferable skills. Did, did some of the skills in darts all come from cricket? At all, or like, are there any other sports where they kind of translates well? Uh, a lot of sports, most sports. Um, yeah, like darts, a big part of of uh, playing at a, at a higher level is uh, breathing control. So not just for for sports, you know, uh, other things in general. Uh, the confidence that I can take from darts, I've used in my my work career, and um, you know, with. Uh, like doing job interviews and, and all that sort of stuff, been able to stay calm under pressure. And um, it's it's definitely a skill and a skill you practice at darts, you know, every dart. Yeah, exactly. Just looking at your career, Raymond, you, you know, you've won lots of titles you know, from the Australian Darts Open. Uh, you've competed in multiple TV events as well. You know, what would you describe as being your biggest achievement in the sport so far? Uh, probably the 2017 World Cup win with the um, the Australian side. It was our, it was the first time it was, um, the World Cup was won in the Southern Hemisphere, for, and definitely the first for Australia. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those those things like the World Cup. It, it goes on a team's event, singles and doubles, and um, I placed quite well in all three events. Um, and as a team, we just played uh, like phenomenally together, supported each other. So I'd say that's probably the highlight. Yeah, and I think the other cool or uh, one cool thing about your career as well, and I think you became the first father-son duo to play at the World Champs. You had your son, uh, the 2002 World Champs. You both uh, were representing Australia there. How cool was that? And it is an experience for you. Yeah, it was. um, It was kind of sort of bittersweet. It was. It was magic in in that you know it's something that my son and I will share forever. but yeah, with the advent of COVID and all that sort of stuff, I wasn't able to go out and share that moment with him um, because of the COVID restrictions. But yeah, look, I'm super proud of of, of Kai for, for what he achieved there and, and what we've done together as a family. How much has he learned off you 
is in terms of darts, in terms of some of the skills that you've probably have you passed many skills onto him, or is he kind of creating his own path and going out and finding some of those skills for himself? Yeah, he's, he's pretty much carved his own trail. Um, uh, yeah, the, the unfortunate thing about darts, it's not one of those things that you can um, just transfer onto somebody else and it, and it be and, and, it, and it all work. Each each person is individual. Their drivers and, and motivations are different. So he's carved his own path and every time he gets a little bit stuck or he hits a wall, he'll come and ask questions and you sort of guide him um, to, to learn the answers himself. And yeah, look, he won uh, a gold event um, over the weekend. So uh, doing his own thing. So yeah, I'm pretty confident that he's he's got it sorted. And that winning the gold event that qualifies him for the WDF World Champs, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So I'm um, pretty excited for him. Um, now we've got to make sure <laughs> that he's got the opportunity to do it. Yeah, mate, you've, you've had a couple of big opportunities yourself in the last few months. So just prior to the previous World Champs, you went over and played in the Moto Super Series alongside Ben Robb, who's my usual co-host, but away tonight. Uh, you won the event there, and then you went back... It was only a few weeks ago, I believe, and then you won that was at the Champions Night. So you've got those two Motor Series titles. How was that whole experience for you playing in a an event like that? Yeah, it was um, it, it was awesome. You know, like the everything there is set up for the players, so you, you've got perfect conditions to play in. I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't didn't play better, but um, oh, yeah, it's. It's quite interesting because the, the the games themselves, you, you'd think they'd be quite, um, uh, there'd be a little bit of a step down from the world championship, but um, I think I was averaging higher than I that I did when I made the top sixteen in the worlds, and and I was getting pumped like four two four <laughs> four one in some games. Yeah, so it was, um, but the experience itself, like it, it gives you a, an opportunity to play an international event, play on stage, uh, play on camera, with um with all that pressure and we just don't get it here in Australia. How important do you think it would be to try get a similar event like that up and running in this part of the world? Because I I don't know how much you you watch darts. I know, you, of course, you're, you're very, very good at it, but some of the players don't watch too much. But lots of the guys that featured in the Motor Series last year, quite a few of them actually went on to win tour cards for the PDC. So I'm, I'm curious, do you think if an event like that was set up in Australia, it would actually help with the growth and maybe help with the the way the sport is perceived in the country, as we were just touching on earlier. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's not just um, from the, the promotion aspect, um, like promotion of darts, but it gives players opportunities to, to promote sponsors, which will bring new sponsors into the game, which again, gives us an advertising avenue. But um, one of the biggest things that we lack in, in the Southern hemisphere, especially is we don't play many games on TV or, or, or on stage, so and look, everyone can can go on the on the floor events and average a hundred, but playing on stage, very very different ball game. Playing on stage on camera, different ball game. On stage on camera in front of a crowd, that's when you find out who can play the game. Yeah, totally. Uh, can you just run us through some of your your goals and darts for two thousand twenty three? At the moment, it's getting back playing. Yeah. Uh, uh, unfortunately, we bought a house and it's a 
little bit of a nightmare. So we're doing all the renovations. But uh, uh, look, I, I'm, I've qualified for Lakeside this year, so I'll be going back to do that. Um, I was hoping to go over to the DPNZ to, to qualify for the, the PDC Worlds, but um, uh, they put a stop to that this morning. So, um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, it looks like it's the, the, the WDF route for me for the, the next few years. Okay, well, that's quite interesting. So, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna play in any of the DPA events at all. Ah, uh, no, no. Look, um, yeah, I'll, I'll save myself a DRA DRA fine on that one. All right, fair enough. But Raymond. No, I, I, I won't be going near the DPA for all again. Uh, that's totally totally fair enough. Uh, and look, just touching back on some of the things you've done in your career as well. Playing, playing in front of the, the big stages and you're touching on getting the sponsors there. I do a bit of work for Shot myself, so I'm going to give you the, the good old plug and you can give some of your sponsors a plug as we feature over in Australia as well. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, a massive thanks to Shot. You know, um, I think I said uh, a few years ago in 2015 that with the right tools, I'd win a world championship, which I have. Um, also, Connex, who has helped, helped me out um, over the last year and a bit. And uh, also um, MES, uh, Team Misfits, so Greg Walsh, who's, um, yeah, yeah, if it wasn't for him, I, w I wouldn't have uh, done like, half of the stuff I've done in, in darts. So he's been probably my biggest supporter and biggest backer, uh, apart from my family, of course, the wife and kids for all their support. And um, yeah, Bullseye Darts down the Gold Coast, who uh, yeah, whenever I want to tinker with something, I'm, I'm allowed to go down the shop and, and pretty much burn through a bit of their stock to to try and try and figure things out. So massive thanks to those guys. And uh, Raymond, just before I let you go, how you know there's quite a few Australians playing over in the in the PDC over there. Unfortunately, New Zealand has not had a, a tour card holder as of yet, but we've gone close a couple of times. How far away do you think we are from kind of well, New Zealanders from getting someone on that tour permanently, whether it's like a Hopai, Puha, or, or a Ben Rob? Yeah, look, I, I think these guys are, are are not far off. It's just that, um, yeah, just that little one percent that they've got to get, which you can only get with experience, and you can only get experience through through traveling. So, look, I'd love to see uh, to see Hopoi on the on the Modus just to get that get that little bit of an edge. Um, but yeah, um, look, Ben's um, massively motivated and, and hugely talented. It's just a matter of time. So. Yeah, I don't think you're too far away. Well, fingers crossed from our perspective. Uh, Raymond Smith, thanks so much for your time today. Uh, hopefully you'll be back on that board soon and winning more tournaments over in Australia. It's been a privilege and a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you, Ben. Much appreciated. 13 minutes away from 10 here on At The Yockey. Nine minutes away from 10 here on SNZ At The Yockey, and that pretty much does us for another show. It's gone pretty quick. Uh, must admit... Apologies, a little bit all over the place, but as I said, I was expecting Australia to do a bit better in the cricket, so... Whoops. But coming up in, on our next show, we will be hearing from Austrian player Roby John Rodriguez. Now, Roby John has just signed with Shot Darts, who are based in Katikati, New Zealand. They're a New Zealand darts manufacturer... 
they sponsor a couple of the pro players. Got Devin Peterson, where he was on the show last year, talking a bit about moving a shot. But Roby John, at the beginning of February, it was announced he was joining the team at Shot. And his dart range, which should be available at the Dart Depot, Dart Star Boards are lighting them all at the Dart Depot, uh, I believe is out on March 1st. So next Wednesday, uh, the Roby John Rodriguez Shot Darts range will be out. So we're chatting to him about his decision to move the shot and have his darts made in New Zealand and probably explain a bit about the process of trying to get your darts made during a COVID period because usually what would happen is the player would come here, they would have a bit of a throw with the darts and they'll probably go, oh, can we make these adjustments? I'll remake them. And also, so it's quite a process and not – I guess during COVID would be a bit difficult. So we'll chat to him a bit about that. Uh, we'll chat to him about representing Austria in the World Cup of Darts as well. He reached the final, I think it was two to three years ago, with Vincent Sulovic. And he's also got uh, a couple of brothers who are not too bad at darts as well. One of them actually beat Ben Robb at the World Champs a couple of years ago. So that will be on our next show on At The Oki, and hopefully we'll have a couple of other things lined up for you as well. As I said, coming up this weekend at the Black Horse Hotel in Christchurch, catch the opening couple events of the DPNZ event. Uh, plenty to play for there. Winner gets $1,000 prize money. Catch all of New Zealand's best players there too. So if you're around in Christchurch, go have a look. You can track it online as well, I'm pretty sure. So there will be some great, great competition coming up. But also in the PDC this weekend, the Baltic Sea Darts Open from Kiel in Germany. So all the big names in that the World of Darts will be in action. And I believe the opening events for this year's Women's Series events are on as well. So there are now 24 events over six weekends. That's an increase of four events. And the top eight-ranked players will reach the women's world match play, which will be in the middle of the year. So great to see the the women's events back on. It'll be very interesting to see as well how Bo Greaves, who won eight events at the back end of last year, how she goes. I'm very curious to see how that goes. We should be back for at the Yoki on the 6th of March, as I said. Roby John Rodriguez should be on the program for there, and we'll also be able to recap the opening couple of events from the DPNZ event. But that's all we've got time for here on At The Oki. If you are in an area which has been hit by Cyclone Gabrielle, hope you're doing all right. Hopefully this hour of darts has just taken a bit of time off, and if you had a bit of time, you've been able to throw some darts as well. But coming up after the break here, we cross to Australia for two hours of tennis with the first serve and Brett Phillips on SENZ. We'll catch you in two weeks' time.